And now, streaming out of Northeast Ohio, representing Marks, Drunks, and a little bit of kayfabe, AIW Fan Club. It's wrestling and podcasting, previewing and reviewing all motherfucking day. People of the world, I give to you wrestling fucking cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. And they're always mad you came. You wanna go where you can see that troubles are all the same. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when there ain't nothing to it. This is Wrestling Cheers, where we like to talk about things going to Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a preview for this Friday's show from AIW, Gangsta Rap, Made Me Do It. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Evelyn's Fine Podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at nowhere, because we don't have one. Like I said, this is a preview for this Friday's Gangsta rap made me do it. I've already introduced myself, and this week we got Brock. Brock, how's it going? I'm doing awesome, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Unfortunately, you won't be here for this show. No, but no, I will not. Uh, you'll be in preparation for another show this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it sucks that I have to miss the rap show because it's uh, one of my favorites that happens every year, and. Uh, you know, the last one that we had was in 2019, you know, the, the infamous balcony spot. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, the rap show always seems to be a little crazier because of the, the whole no rules thing. And uh, I get a little bloodthirsty. So I'm a little upset that I'm going to be missing it. But I'm, I am going to be streaming it. Uh, but, yeah, I'll be getting ready for Toy Hio on Saturday. So me and Kurt's going to be in the kitchen on Friday. I'm looking forward to Toy Hio. I will not be spending as much money as I normally do. Um not even, not even really doing meet and greets. I know I got. I want to buy a Bendy off of uh, Smartmark because they did a uh, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast did a, their first line of uh, Bendums a handful of months ago, and I have everybody in that first line signed except for Smartmark. So I need to buy it off of him, and I need it signed. Okay. And if it was nice. if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would go. It's just a money thing because obviously I love going there. Money's kind of tight right now, and it's like, well, um, I could I could pay you know the five dollars uh, and go to the show, but I don't want to spend any money, so it's like just not go at all. Then I got reminded that he's going to be there, and I was like, fuck. Because <laughs> also on top of everything too, I want to do the Johnny Gargano signing at Time Capsule Toys the next day after that. Because right. I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get my his first figure re-signed. I got it years ago, signed, and it's in Sharpie. And thing is about Sharpie is like on figures they can fade and everything, and also it's black. And on like that particular bubble, like it doesn't really pop as well. Like like where I'm at right now, like you can barely tell that it's signed. So okay. I'm gonna easily wipe that off for those who don't know. Uh, one thing that gets off Sharpie, which there's, there's a handful of things, but my favorite thing is dry erase marker. Somehow takes it right off. So I'm probably doing that. And then I'm going to get that re-signed. I was debating on getting another one signed, but I, I might just stick with that one. But knowing that I was going to do that limited my funds for uh, Toy Hio. But now we're coming. Probably have to get food, too. I mean, you know, probably. <laughs> you should probably. You should probably come see me. And, you know, uh, for, you know, I guess for anybody that has been to Toy Ohio in the past, uh, 
where I'm typically set up at in the lobby. Um, I will not be set up there. Uh, there's like a back room, like a back area that has a bar set up, and uh, we're going to be set up back there. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit easier for us to run stuff um, because we actually kind of have like a, more of a proper setup for selling food. Uh, you know, at that space back there, but you know, just kind of a, a heads up for people that are coming. Uh, you know, we are going to be in a different area than what we normally are set up at. Oh, that means you can't hang out with Pam and Stacy all day. Yeah, you know, that part does kind of suck because uh, I do randomly, I, I will like walk over and talk to Stacy while uh, while he's over at, at that table. And so, yeah, it's going to suck not being able to do that. Uh, Pam, I think, is helping out with the meet and greets. So she, I don't think she would really be over there anyways. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I mean, at least I, I you know, Ed, Ed is going to be working uh, with us, so you know, I get to you know, do the shit with him all day, so that'll be fun. And then you know, of course, you know, Kurt, and then my girlfriend's going to be there as well. So, got a nice, a nice crew this time. It's the fun part about going to Toy Ohio. It's not just not just a toy show, and if you're part of the AIW family, it's like having an AIW show, but not an AIW show at the same time. Yeah, you know, like we always say that the or I, at least I've always said that the AIW shows and like the tailgates especially are like a, a family reunion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Toy High is like the family reunion light. I mean, that just goes to what I've been telling people about like going to independent shows, especially if you get to be part of the scene of like the, the people that are there because it's no longer just, Oh, I'm going to a wrestling show. It's I'm going to hang out with my friends and watch wrestling. Cause yeah, exactly. Because there's no, I'm going to a show alone. Because I think I know people. If I would tell them like my situation of like, you know, I got a lot of these AIW shows, just just me, technically. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yep. I'm also going to go there and like hang out with a bunch of friends. And when I, and I know when people like talk, well, I don't know if I want to go to a show alone. Blah blah blah. I want, I want friends to go. With. I'm like, I get that. Like my first handful of shows I ever went to, I came with friends. Actually, then it was mm-hmm. my my third show. uh the people that I were, I uh, was coming with bailed on me, even to the point of, I got two people to fill in for them. They bailed on me. Cause this was also like in the <laughs> middle of December. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going alone. And then I think two shows later, I went to another show alone, which was, uh, my first girls night out. I went to, and after that it was like, okay, I need to make friends here to like make it more mm-hmm. than just like, just coming to shows. And obviously that was fucking 10 years ago. And here we are now doing this shit. Like I, I I love promoting like, Hey, come to the, come to shows. Like we're, we're not all bad. I think there are some like bad apples here and there in our crowd, but I love hearing stories about we, new fans coming in. I like telling people, Hey, come to AIW. We have a couple bad apples that make their way in every once in a while, but it doesn't take long for them to fade out. Yeah. And I think the, the thing that's always amazes me is there's a lot of people that live in this area that still have no idea that AIW's here. Yeah. Cause it's like, yep. It's how many people do you think would have went to the last show if they knew Britt was going to be there? And I'm not even, I'm excluding any like AIW people like fans, people that would have saw Britt on a flyer and said, I'm going. Oh, they would have needed a bigger building. Yeah. They would have, John would have needed the book that for a bigger building. If he's going to advertise Britt Baker. Yeah. And there's like, there's people I know in the Akron area that like every time AIW comes down, I'm like, Hey, come to the show. And I pushed this one a little harder, but I don't think anybody bit, but I kept saying like, you are not gonna want to miss this show. You're going to want to be there. But I was a little nervous for that one just because of the WWE show running in the camp in the same night. So, I mean, whenever I saw how, how many people were actually there, I was, I was kind of surprised, but I was, I was happy, man. It was, a hell of a show and there there were a handful of people that we know or at least people uh yeah fans that i know that did pick the wwe show over the akron show but he, this is the way i look at akron shows and i i feel like this is a really accurate assessment those shows are always special one way or another the only one that was kind of a miss was the doctors in other than that like taking that that show out of the equation like there's been like something of like a value at those shows, whether it be like the Scott Hall meet and greet, the uh, 
Harley Race. Yeah, Harley Race. Uh, and even um, the first one. Steamboat. Steamboat. I, ca- I kept saying Dragon in my head, and I'm like, I, what goes with that? <laughs> I kept going Ultimo, and I'm like, it's not fucking Ultimo Dragon. It's the other fucking Dragon. But yeah, uh, Ricky Steamboat. Like, that was fucking awesome. And then even and once... I mean, they did that con there, too. I mean, you, you had... Uh, <laughs> so Orton, Kelly, Kelly, Booker T, Uncle Fred, uh, yeah, Uncle Fred, uh, Joel Gertner, yeah. But even yeah, uh, even when like Cardona won the title, which I I don't remember if there was a big guest on that show, but that was like that was the big deal of like you're gonna want to be there for it because you won't see that yeah. coming. So yeah, like come to the fucking Akron shows; they're fucking awesome. <laughs> like I don't I don't care if WWE is running next door. Come to get it, you. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I actually I saw I saw this comment on, um, it was a so after after that show, AIW posted on the Facebook and it was just like, you know, what did you think of uh, of the show? And somebody commented, they said, I'd rather sit in the last row at an AIW show than front row at a WWE show. I was like, man, that is one hundred percent accurate. I think for the most part, I would agree with that. It would depend for WWE it would depend on show and who was there. If it was like kevin owens in like a big title opportunity and i'm not counting like a house show i'm thinking like any show and like kevin owens be kevin owens would be the one that was going to win yeah i'd want to be front row for that one but outside of like the few things i could think of that make me want to be front row for those shows i'd probably have to agree especially like especially like with this in the equation of akron shows like they're pretty fucking awesome they are uh Ed and I discussed before, you know, because he said that he wasn't going to go to that last Akron show because he doesn't like the Akron crowd because they're always super quiet. And, you know, I've said on this podcast multiple times that one of the things that I don't like about the Akron shows is I don't feel like I can yell fuck. Uh, But I think that that crowd that whole entire night was was phenomenal. And they reacted to everything. You know, we we were talking about the gauntlet before we started recording. You know, just the pops and stuff that all the surprise guests got, you know, all the surprise returns got. It was good. It was a good night all around. Yeah. Gary the King Baller got like a pretty big pop. Yeah. And like, I don't know if it's just like, and this is me like putting that together on the replay. I don't know if, you know, the mic isn't necessarily picking up pops the best way. And I'm not, that's not saying his, I'm talking about other pops like Brits and everything, but Gary had a pretty decent pop and I was going back and rewatching that. I was really happy. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, me too. And then, you know, it's always good to see the Fockets come back. Yeah, they're they're a team that, you know, they, they've done a lot in AIW, but however length of time they go away, they're they're missed. Mm-hmm. And even even when they're they're here a while, like I don't I don't know if anybody's ever been like, oh, I'm tired of the Fockets. There's other teams I've heard that for. Ironically, one of those teams isn't currently on the card as of this recording, but nonetheless, Fockets are awesome. Yes, yes they are. Which we get to talk about them in a minute. So Yep. <laughs> we do have uh, three meet and greets for the show. I'm doing none of them because not real big on Bandito, not real big on Jack Evans, and not real big on Kevin Sullivan. If I had a Kevin Sullivan WCW figure, I'd be inclined to. And I even, like, after they announced it, I kind of thought about it because I don't have any of those WCW figures. And I think, it like, that would look really cool on my wall with him signing it, but... I was like, nah, I don't feel like this is one that I would regret, like not doing so. Passing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not a meet and greet guy anyways. So, I mean, even even if I was going to be at the show, I wouldn't be doing any of them, I don't think. Um, I don't know. The, I think it's cool. Kevin Sullivan's coming coming in. Um, I just, I do want to know who the person that's going to ask him about uh, Benoit is. So, uh, if you, if anybody hears about that, just, you know, shoot me a tweet and let me know who the who the person was that asked how drunk do we have to get jobber before the show uh, <laughs> you know what that might be like a an eight out of ten drunk good old uh tsj dark because <laughs> I, I i remember dealing with drunk uh jobber after the last show and saying like random things to me what you talk about man yeah um, I was walking to my car and he was saying some super random stuff to me as well. And I just kept going, are you all right, man? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I need to find Pat. <laughs> and then he, he walked away to go find Pat. I think he was telling me like 
asking me like why I was mad, and I'm like, what, what, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, no mean greets for me here. Uh, also goes into like saving money thing where it's like, I if they had somebody here, like if this was the Suzuki show, I'd be like, fuck, fuck, this sucks. Yeah. But luckily, uh, nobody here for me. Uh, before we go any further, uh, when we're going to get into talking about the matches, we're recording this Monday night. So this is before the AEW podcast comes out. And they've only announced six matches, which I will take a quick second to see if there's been any more. Because Thorne likes to post them during Raw, or during wrestling, I should say. Not just Raw, but normally that's kind of a pattern. And nope, uh, we only have the one that was uh, announced earlier today, so... Odds are there's going to be more matches announced, and we won't be talking about them. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Uh, since the first match they announced is going to be the main event, we're just going to go in reverse order of how they were announced. So, we'll start with this one. Big Twan Tucker versus Jackson Stone versus Kaplan versus Filthy Tom Lawler. My first reaction to this... How many matches are Kaplan and Filthy Tom Lawler going to be in together? I mean, hopefully a bunch more. I, I, I mean, seriously, like I love those two together. And whenever I first saw this graphic, I, I never thought that I would feel bad for Tom Lawler in a match. But for some for some reason, seeing him matched up against all three of these guys just like it, it kind of makes me feel bad for Tom a little bit. And this is a match that I'm super upset that I'm going to be missing live. I would figure, would th- would this be one of his last matches before heading off to Japan? Uh, I mean, I would assume so. Like, I'm not sure the the G1 schedule because I'm not that deep into New Japan. But seeing that he was announced for it this past weekend, which I think is cool as fuck. But yeah, yeah, this is uh, hopefully he comes out alive and in one piece, so he doesn't <laughs> have to can- so that doesn't have to get canceled. But we are we are talking yeah. about Filthy Tom Lawler, the the best current wrestler who is a former MMA fighter, better than any other right now. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah. The only the only other one that I can think of that I am like really even a fan of would be uh, like Shayna Baszler. But uh, yeah, I mean even Tom's one hundred percent better. Than, uh, I think Shayna is, but yeah, yeah. I'll give that to you. I I meant to go. But- I thought I said it, but I, I know I thought it in my head. Uh, male. Oh, okay. I do want to distinguish male. Okay, yeah, I agree with you then. Because I, I, I do love Shayna. I, I kind of miss Shayna. I was in some wrestling I conversations this past weekend where I was like, I wish WWE would do more with her because she's a badass. And she could add so much to it, but it, it seems like it hasn't been priority for a number of years, so hey, whatever. Yeah. That's, I mean... It's how they are with their women's division, though. But, you know, anyways, we've got these uh, four big, meaty men that are going to be slapping meat on Friday. Big Twan Tucker, first match back to AIW, not counting Gauntlet, which I know that's technically a match, but, like, you know, regular match. Mm-hmm. Fucking Jackson Stone, uh, what, last time we seen him? What was that the Odeon? was the Suzuki show. Yeah, him and Dom. Mm-hmm. So that's, well, fuck, that's something with this match. Um, as of right now, there's not a Dom match announced. Uh, and then you got Casey Carrington and Brian Carson somewhere in the building, I'm guessing, too. Now, I, I haven't been paying that much attention, but Carson got injured on the last show, didn't he? Is he all right? Do we know? Like, have you seen anything? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't followed up on that. I do, I do remember, obviously, he got hurt. I say obviously because where we were, like, we could tell... Something was yeah. going on, and then clearly see he was getting uh, medical assistance afterwards. But I, I don't know. I'm really bad at paying attention to things. I'm I'm halfway because it's like I got a lot of shit going on right now, like outside of uh, AIW and everything. So it's like sometimes I I just miss shit on Twitter if if anything was announced. But I thought I thought he said he was good. And I'm yeah. not, say, I'm so not all, to all of his haters, he'll be back soon. Something like that. <laughs> As in, like, I know he, I, I, I believe, I can't say it, I know, but I, I believed he, he confirmed he was all right to a point. Like, yeah. I, like, obviously, I don't think he was, he's 100%, but, like, it's like nothing broken or something like that. It's like nothing like that. 
Yeah, so I mean, definitely still puts him into uh, like potential of getting involved in this uh, in some way. If, uh, which, if the whole Dom thing breaks out. Which, if you were Casey Carrington and Brian Carson, would you want to get involved in this match? No. No, not this is one I would 100% stay away from. Because not only do you have Filthy Tom Lawler, who we already, we've already mentioned of how dangerous he is, you also have Kaplan, who gives no fucks, and you got Big Twan Tucker. Yeah, um, if one of them doesn't fuck you up, and two of them doesn't fuck you uh, all three together are gonna, <laughs> so, some, somebody's gonna fuck somebody up. Like, it's, it's happening. Yep. Yeah, you know, if I was, uh, if I was Carrington and Carson, I'd stay far away from this hat. Who you got in this one? You know what? I think I'm gonna go with Filthy Tom, and he's gonna ride that momentum to uh, to Japan. I'm gonna go Kaplan. I will say. See, I I always want to go Kaplan, and I felt like you know I felt like I needed to to go a little different that you know, with that one. Uh, for some reason with Kaplan, he just he's sticking out the most to me right now. I think Filthy is the the easy pick. It's not, and it's definitely not wrong. But we're talking Kaplan. Can never count him out. Yeah, he, this is going to be a fucking bloodbath. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, let's uh, move on to the next match. Next up, we have the Jollyville Fuckets versus the main event versus bulking season versus members only. And you know what? We failed to mention. I feel like I've done this before on these shows. Uh, with this being what we call the rap show. Obviously, the rap show because all these shows are named after some sort of rap song or an album, maybe a movie, but that definitely songs. Uh, all the rules are held, or all the matches are held under Compton rules, which, which I believe means there's no rules. So That's what I love about these shows. So Casey Carrington and Brian Carson could interject themselves legally. Mm-hmm. About I wouldn't fucking think about it. But anyway, back to the the tag match. And if I'm correct, it's not on the graphic, but I was with the post that the winner of this match, the winning team, they are the number one contenders for the AAW Tag Team Championships at Absolution. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the the post on the the page right now. Yeah, winners get a title shot at Absolution. So that you, you finally have the fuckets back, right? After yep. being away for so long, fuck, it's finally come back uh, at the gauntlet. Big win over the Bitcoin boys. I'm a little sad. <laughs> Love you guys. Um, but so you, you finally have them back, and then you're going to put them in this match with Balking Season, who has been on a run, members only, who have been doing very well, um, had the title shot, didn't come away with it. Could be redemption for them here. We got the main event who we all love. They've been a little up and down. This is kind of a tough one, man. Because, you know, everything inside of me says that, which I mean, I know we're not doing picks right now. or doing picks yet, but it's like everything inside of me would say that the fuck it's win this. But, you know, like, I don't know, everything. The bulking season has been on such a roll lately that it's like almost hard to not pick them to win this too. Here's how I look at this. You have bulking season who was really close to beating uh, PME. You have members only who was really close to beating PME. You have the main event, which was really close to beating PME. And I don't know if the fuck it's ever gone against PME, but obviously with them coming back, they don't they don't fit the trend of the whole match. But those three are heavy considerations for my pick just because all three of these teams were so close to where. Oh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but all the all those losses were yeah, or all of those PME wins were dirty. Correct. I believe so. OK, so one of these three teams have the potential to right that wrong, learn from the mistakes that were in that match. I, I would be happy with any of those three winning, but I have one as my favorite. We won't get, necessarily get into picks right right now, but even even if my one pick 
is wrong. If it's at least one of the other two teams, that still leads to a good absolution match. And even if I'm wrong completely in saying that like these three teams who were close are my favorites and I'm counting out the fuckets and I should never count out the fuckets, but I would still be happy to see the fuckets step back to absolution and win. Yeah. So the only time that I can think of uh, like matches with the fuckets and PME is going back to um, Mania Weekend in Jersey. They were doing that whole, they did the, the, the four-way tag. Um, that's the only time that I can like really think of the fuckets and PME being paired up together. It's always been in multi-tag matches. So that almost makes it a little bit more intriguing for me. Uh, for for an absolution match, then too it would be, you know, PME and the fuckets. Just kind of, I don't know. That's it's an interesting one. But I mean, really, I look at, I look, you know, I'm looking at this graphic, and you you put that as an absolution match. You know, any of any of these teams against PME, you know, you're going to have a good match. Like, I don't think I'd be disappointed with any of these. Trying to look real quick and see if I can find if there has been a one-on-one match, and I I don't think we've seen it, but, yeah, they've been in multiple multi-team matches with uh, PME. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that was kind of the... We were getting a lot of those, like, four-way tag matches in, like, 2018. Mm-hmm. Which their, their first uh, encounter was early in 2018, four-way match and it was pme winning beating the fuckets the young studs and two infinity and beyond and then i'm going to go through so many results and like quickly read i don't think they win against each other again until 2019 which 2019 they they had multiple ones pme also defeated duke money the fuckets and the production at seven year itch uh they both lost at the match you were talking about to infinity and beyond defeating the fuckets pme and the production and then the last aiw match that they were in which i had forgot about because i thought their last match was at aiw was keep their heads ring and no it was the final four-way match at the chandler biggins memorial tag team tournament pme defeating to infinity and beyond the fuckets and the production and that version of the production unlike the previous two that i mentioned the previous two were Derek and eddie this time it was mm-hmm. Danhausen and Derek. okay so yeah i guess that means fuckets have never beat pme yeah kind of opens the the whole story up a little bit more mm-hmm. <laughs> some long-term booking right there with john thorne so, uh, who do you got? Ah, man, why do you got to make me do this? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to give the win for this one, the bulking season. I like bulking season. I want to see the fuckets. All right, let me make that very clear. <laughs> but I think I'm, I'm giving the win to bulking season. I would like to go bulking season, but I'm going the main event. I mean, that's a, that's a great pick too. I think really, there's not, there's not a bad one. Mm-hmm. I think. I think they were my top pick for debut of the year for last year because just just the debut alone blew me away because I I had heard that they were potentially going to come to AIW before that show, but I don't know what happened. So them finally coming out and um, joining AIW was amazing. I thought that I think the pandemic happened and that's why everything got pushed back for him. Mm-hmm. But they. They fit. They do. Um, the thing that I, I've said about them recently about like they, they look like a tag team, act like a tag team, and dress like a tag team, and you could plug them into any major wrestling promotion in the world and show it to a non wrestling fan because most wrestling fans would know that they weren't there before, but it'd be like, like what's off about this picture? And they probably wouldn't be able to say like, oh, they're not a part of that promotion because they belong. So, I agree. I'm going the main event. And I feel like they were one of the first tag teams too to get screwed over 
by PME after they had won the championship. Because obviously after that, you do have Rip City. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's move on to the next one. Third time's a charm. Or fourth, if you don't count Gauntlet. I mean, if you count Gauntlet, Katie Arquette versus Jocelyn Navarro. This is our first women's feud in AIW in a long time. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. It's a little refreshing. And also, like, both Jocelyn and Katie, I feel like I've said it every time I've, I've previewed one of their matches, it's like, you know, these are two women that have really been fighting for that spot over the past, like, five years total. And mm-hmm. now they're both in AIW. Jocelyn's been around a little bit longer, and, like, the transformation she's been able to do in the ring, uh, I don't want to say character, because, like, Jocelyn's Jocelyn, but, like, the presentation of her is is so much better than previous i don't know what yeah, to, to I, expect with this match um especially since this whole entire show doesn't have any rules exactly so in my head i'm wondering does katie have something up her sleeve is she gonna pull something in this match that like no one's expecting is she gonna come with backup or is she gonna just like i said have, when i say something have ha, uh, have something up her sleeve I also mean, because it's Compton Rules, like, bringing some shit in that fucking code first. Mm-hmm. So, like, Jocelyn's a fighter, but part of me just doesn't trust Katie. Yeah, you know, the last time that they had a singles match, was that the one? That one it was at Akron, right? No. Uh, first, their sec- the first second ma- match was Akron. First match was at Akron. Second match was at uh, the Winchester. Okay. They beat the fuck out of each other, mm-hmm. and it was it was so much fun to watch. So now, just adding the element of you know anything goes. Just, I don't know. I think this one, and I don't feel like I would normally say that for say this for a women's match, and that's no slight to women's wrestling or anything. But like this one, I think really has the potential to steal the show and like be kind of a surprise for everybody. Yeah, I think. Both of these women have something to prove. Yeah. And we, we've we've seen Jocelyn have so many, you know, high-profile matches in AIW over the past little over a year. Here she is in a feud with somebody, not just like a yeah. one-off match. Like, there's 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 something here with these two, and yeah, they're, they're going to beat the fuck out of each other. But I'm wondering, is there any way to get this match to absolution with some sort of stipulation or some other twist to it but like with this being compton rules it's like where, where the fuck do you go from here this almost has to be it for it right yeah and are there even you know at one ones it's almost like because i mean you can't have a disqualification in this so it's not like you can have uh a fourth one that would still like break the tie um yeah i feel like this this has to be the blow off I don't, know, I don't know how I don't know how you would end it and still carry it to absolution. Honestly, this is what I want to see. I want to see Jocelyn win, and I want to see Jocelyn pull a trick out of Isaiah Broner's book and call out somebody for absolution and just walk away. <laughs> call out Shayna Baszler for the <laughs> AIW Women's Championship. I was gonna go with someone else who uh, just popped back up on the independent scene and. Jocelyn's called yeah, yeah. yeah, I was about to say Jocelyn's called her out. Fucking Isaiah's called yeah. her out for Jocelyn. Like next step, yep, is, I saw it. Yeah, next step is Jocelyn just coming out and saying it like me and him. Like you mm-hmm. say, say you're the best bitch. Come back to and I'll show you. Yep. The, the the dream is Shayna. I the thing that I loved after Brick came back and that video circulated is that like mm-hmm. Candace commented on it or something. Or women, or was it a Shayna commented first? Either or, the fact that like I I, 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 I saw the Shayna comment. Yeah, maybe it was Candace uh, co- commented on on Shayna's, but st- nonetheless, it was just like seeing like Shayna still have kind of having that love for AIW and just being like, yeah, I'm still the champion. Mm-hmm. Like God, I've she, Vince like pay her a lot of money, make her champion, or like I don't want to say let her go because I don't th- that sounds mean. But it's not like she would have trouble getting money outside of WWE. Not at all. She she's too good. 
I'll, I'll make this prediction about Shatnam. Not necessarily like her coming back at a particular time, but if she ever gets released by WWE and she comes back and I would say that's something you do as like a surprise, she will have one of the biggest pops in AIW history. And I'm going to put that on par with Britt recently and Nick Gage at Absolution. And that Nick Gage return was, that, that was something. <laughs> I have a save video of it on my phone because you can see me going crazy in the front row. Because that's yeah. what, I, it's, what yeah. I, it's what I wanted to happen and it fucking happened. I think I, I was getting ready to walk out. I was on my way out the door and then I heard, I heard his music and I turned around. You see a lot of people heading for the door, especially because Donst won. Like, oh, yep. great. Uh, Don's still champion. All right. But if Shayna comes back, we, if we get to that point and it's done the same way, and I could see her too, like she would come out in her, like her, like dressed up look with the title. That'd be great. Yeah, I agree. So who you got with Jocelyn and Katie? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's almost stupid to not pick Jocelyn. So that's where I'm going. Yeah, this is Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, and we always pick Jocelyn. <laughs> because she, no brainer. Because she is the officially sponsored athlete that I still need to get shirts made for her, but kind of have a plan for that. I feel like that's a summer shirt, and we're in to summer. Right? Well, next week, I think, is the official start of summer. But like, I kind of got an idea, so I, well, I got to get the ball rolling on that. But I already got the shirt design. It's just... Some of the other details yeah. behind it, but anyway, yeah, yep. Pick a Jocelyn, sorry, Katie. You, know, you don't have a you don't have a merch store anywhere anymore. So, well, even if I did still have that merch store, I wouldn't give it that that business to them. Not even just because how much they were annoying me at the end. Uh, I want screen printed quality. I want to buy. It. I want to go somewhere local gotcha. and be able to pick it up and not have to go through like yeah, just because what I'm debating on doing uh, beside it too is actually getting. Uh, official screen printed wrestling chair shirts done because the the old company fucking I have the shirt and hoodie and yeah they're mm-hmm. still they're still like intent like the designs are still intact but it's still like not as clean and as nice as like screen printed towards like that decently thick ink that's like sitting on the fabric right yeah I need to get some stuff printed up for smoking jays still. I just, I don't know. I'm taking forever to actually get it done. Well, you're not the only one. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Six-way scramble. Mikey Montgomery versus Uncle Chase Burnett versus Jack Evans versus M-Dog Matt Cross versus Bandito versus Chase Oliver. Well, we got two of our special guests in this match. No pressure, Chase Oliver as well. The Cleveland legend, M-Dog, and Ed from Pod Van Dam's favorite wrestler, Mikey Montgomery. And also Smoking Jay's sponsored athlete, Mikey Montgomery. Correct. Yeah, you can't forget about that part. Well, I got I was leave, leaving it for you to say it. Oh, oh, okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. And you're going to get to have that plug two matches in a row, so. Um. <laughs> Which, that's another thing that I need to work on is getting a design <laughs> for smoking jays and bitcoin boys so yeah i need to hit up more i think he does such great work even to the point of which i don't know if i've mentioned it on the show but like i'm the the vice president for the kent browns backers and we were we had been talking for a couple of years about getting a new logo made because we have like one that is just like one of the browns logos and it's just we're allowed to use it and everything but like we wanted something that was official and then there was also like some things that we had on one of our, or one of our designs, I should say, that we had on the back of a lot of our stuff that was actually not mm-hmm. approved by the Browns. So we were like, oh, we got to do like a whole new, we want to do a whole new logo and everything. Everybody was just dragging their fucking feet because they were like, oh, I know somebody, blah, blah, blah. I can do blah, blah, blah. I can, we can, I can talk to somebody. I finally said, fuck it. And I hit up my boy. I'm like, dude, this is what I got in mind. Uh, I need a couple options to present to the, everybody else on the board and to send to the Browns. And he hooked us up. I mean, I paid for it, but like gave me everything that I wanted uh, option wise, sent them all to the Browns and 
one of them was 100% fine with them. That's what we picked. And I've gotten so many compliments, like of how awesome the logo looks. And that's thanks to fucking my boy. So yeah, everybody, everybody always uh, talks about how much they, they love my designs for smoking Jays and he's done all of them. Uh, like the, you know, my original logo, the, uh, campfire logo, the wrestling favorite barbecue. And then I had him redo the original logo, um, like with some changes to make it like an, a neon fine. And every single thing that I've sent to, that I've, uh, he sent to me has turned out amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Six this match. match. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one of those that's like really hard to talk about. Uh, openly admit, like I said, I, I'm not as familiar with bandito and Jack Evans. I'm happy to see uncle chase back. Love that dude. Um, M dogs, M dog. And that's not an insult. Like I love M dog to the point of just seeing like a little video of him on Twitter today. I was like, fuck, I gotta, I need to throw in my old M dog J pro DVD that I love so much. Cause it's, it's been a number of years. So I need to sit down and rewatch it and enjoy the shit out of their backyard days and their early Cleveland days and all that kind of shit. Yeah, definitely. And then you got, you got Mikey and chase. I mean, with chase, uh, awesome dude, which I don't, I think, yeah, I think I mentioned on the review that you can go buy uh, an 8x10 that is a picture that I took, and he asked permission mm-hmm. for it, and the only payment I asked for was like, oh, just just give me one, or <laughs> we're good. And he does give credit to Wrestling Cheers, so like, uh, if you're at the show, go buy one. If you don't buy that one, buy another one. Uh, I do believe our friend White Oprah, I think one of her pictures was used, two for another 8x10, so pick up that one. Or one of their shirts that say no, no pressure. Mikey, the thing that I love about the Bitcoin boys, besides being sponsored by Smoking Jays Barbecue, is that what we've seen from the Bitcoin boys like over the last year, year plus, let's say, especially with uh, Go For Broke, where they can work really well as a tag team, but they can really still shine in one-on-one matches with other people. To where it's not like you're just looking like, oh, this is, you know, this is just one of the Bitcoin boys in this match, like... No, this is fucking Mikey, and Mikey has his own side, and mm-hmm. is still fun to watch if it's just him. Yeah, I think uh, Mikey and you know and Eric, respectively, both have their own strengths. So whenever they come together as a tag team, um, they're able to play off of each other's strengths so well. That, and that's what makes them such a great tag team is that they're already good as as single as singles competitors so i 100 percent agree with you on that um you know i think with the the you know the the, the class the you know mikey eric and the guys from balking season i think for a lot of us mikey was the one that kind of stood out and then a lot of it was because of the way that he interacted with everybody whenever he was still a student uh just doing ring crew and stuff you know um you know, Mikey was the one that I think everybody kind of pulled for a little bit more, almost, if that makes sense. Um, so seeing him in a, uh, in a singles, with a singles opportunity, uh, that always makes me real happy, too. Um, I enjoy, I love the Bitcoin boys together, but I do enjoy seeing them, you know, both of them, and in, in the singles aspect as well. And then I think Mikey just kind of fits perfect in this match because he's a little bit more of a, of a flyer. So having him with Jack Evans and Bandito and, you know, Chase Oliver and Matt Cross, uh, kind of lends to his strengths a little bit more. Not everybody was pulling for Mikey Moore. I was pulling for the dude that walked out in his debut match in a cheeseburger singlet (laughs) (laughs) because I was like, this guy gets me. He is awesome. <laughs> well, I, I understand. And then he comes out of Rager with a Whopper in a barbed wire. One of the underrated best small moments in AIW history. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. I mean, do, do I have to ask who you're picking on this one? Uh, yeah, you you might have to because, you know, as much as I want to pick Mikey because I love Mikey, um, Chase is kind of turning into the scramble god. So I gotta, I, I'm gonna pick Chase for it. Yeah, uh, that's who I'm picking too. If it's not Chase, which I mean, Chase is gonna be my pick. I would go M Dog. Yeah, 
yeah, M Dog is uh, like the first independent wrestler that I remember seeing. So, um, you know, my my heart wants to pick Matt Cross, but yeah, I gotta I gotta go with with Chase for it. All right, let's uh, move on to the next match. Wes Barkley versus Eric Taylor. Not much, you know, storyline going on here. You I mean you got Eric Taylor, one half of the Bitcoin Boys, who are Smoking J sponsored athletes. <laughs> and then you got Wes Barkley, one half of the Rip City Shooters. I th- in a way, this is, you know, obviously like half of uh, two tag teams in a match against each other. I I was going to say, I think they might have had a match at Go For Broke, but they probably didn't. Not that I can remember. Yeah, Eric is like Mikey of what I, what I said earlier, you know, a guy who has his own personality and he can let it shine in, in these matches. Yeah, this is definitely. One, this is one I don't have a lot to say for, but I'm I'm really looking forward to yeah, this match. I, I think it, I think it's definitely going to be a good match. Um, Wes is a guy that uh, you know, sitting here now, I'm 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 kind of surprised that I like because I just I hated him for so long. You know, um, <laughs> after he debuted, just was not a fan. And then even be you know, I mean, like way before the the flip uh i don't know he just kind of started to grow on me and coming out of the pandemic he's one of the guys that i feel like i saw the most uh growth in and you know he did give me a b plus for my brisket so (laughs) can't hate him (laughs) it's crazy to think that at one point a lot of aiw fans hated the bishop brigade and then one year after that, a lot of AIW fans hated the Barkley Nation. And now you put those two in the ring together, and actually for, for a while now, but still, they are one of the most beloved tag teams in AIW. Yeah, they are. It's kind of crazy. The thing that always made me laugh was like the Bishop Brigade being hated, but I, they were like nowhere near the level that the Barkley Nation got. Like the Barkley Nation took it to a whole nother level and then some to you look back at the Bishop Brigade and you're like, yeah, they weren't that bad. Like a lot of people coming out in in favor. But here we have, uh, you know, like drunk frat boys kind of being obnoxious at shows. And now we're all part of the Bishop Brigade and Barkley Nation. Yeah, I I, I think that the thing that for a lot of people said, you know, like had made them not like Wes was definitely the fans, but what made the Barkley nation worse than the, the Bishop brigade was, the, you know, the Bishop brigade never uh, threw a bunch of beer on the other fans that were sitting around them. So that was, I think the issue, what left a bad taste in people's mouth for Wes Barkley. Yeah. Cause I think with the Bishop brigade, there was, there was a family element there. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I mean. Most of the Bishop Brigade was 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 his family coming out. There's a lot more than that coming out from uh, Wes Barkley. Right. He's he's definitely grown on me a lot though. I'm big big Wes Barkley fan now. I'll say this too. Two of the best promos in AIW, and I'm not talking just like the ability to talk, but like when they put out a promo on social media. Like these two are the best. I feel like Eric doesn't yeah. do it enough, like as, enough as he should. But he, both of them actually, I feel like they take the the Magnum CK school of promos where don't don't cut like the same promo, don't do it in the same place you do every other promo. Which great, I mm-hmm. mean, with 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 uh, Eric, like maybe the the hot tub is like being the same place, but it's not like in the bathroom or in the living room, like something where it's just like this dull surrounding the fact that he has done so many in a hot tub, drinking milk, eating olives. It's like, Oh, it's his thing. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that's, that's different. And then Wes West Barkley does like a whole bunch of different shit, even throwing out like Mm -hmm. a 15 second one or 20 second one that I know is short, short one this week, but I'm like, Ooh, you you did what needs to be done. It was catchy. eye catching, I should say. And good. Well, and, and, you know, going into a match that doesn't really have any story before, you know, 
now there kind of is because you know Wes Barkley was sending somebody to smash up uh, Eric's car and they got the wrong one. Now there's a little bit of a story. Who do you got in this one? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Eric Taylor uh, with a little bit of help from the Duke. Oh, that's yeah, that's the thing with this match and the previous one of the. I'm expecting the Duke to be out for both. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I could see, I could see the Duke making an impact on this one. So I'll go, I'll go Eric Taylor as well. Good choice. All right, let's move on to our main event and the only other match we have announces of this recording. Oh wait, hey, hey, you you skipped over Isaiah Broner and Manders. Oh, you know what? You're right. Because for some reason, I did not put that in the uh, Facebook page that I, I normally do. Way to go, Summers. You're slacking. I said earlier, I got a lot of shit going on. Anyway, Isaiah Proner <laughs> versus Manders before we get into the main event. So we have seven matches. Fuck. This is one of those things with, with Broner that he's had so many big matches already in the AEW, and we're still under a year. And this is like the next... I don't want to say next big opponent, because no offense, Manders. I mean, I love you, but... I'm not putting you on the same level as Eddie Kingston and Mansoro Suzuki. Like, come on, man. But uh, having the interaction that they did at Gauntlet lets you know, like, oh, this is, this is going to be a fucking war. Like, if we don't get more than one match out of this in the next six months, it's going to be a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the, the thing to get excited about for this match is that these two are just going to be hitting each other very hard. Like, this is a match that I don't think needs any type of, you know, weapons. You know, and you don't need doors. You don't need chairs. You just have two guys that hit hard that are just going to beat the fuck out of each other. And that's the thing that makes this match so interesting for me. I think it has the possibility of being on par with Broner versus Kingston of like brutality wise. Yeah, definitely. Because they, they will definitely beat the piss out of each other and then some. And then with Manders, too, like, prior to Gauntlet, we haven't seen him since the return show, since Hello Cleveland, when he was the first dude to come out. Has it been that long? I'm, without even looking it up, I'm fairly sure, because there's a lot of people on that show, at least they have. Yeah, they haven't been back. Yeah, they haven't been back since. So, because I remember when, when he came out. It was like, all right, you know, we're setting the pace. It's, it's him versus who? And then out comes Tim Donst. Mm-hmm. Which we're almost to a year of no Donst. End of next month. It'll be a year. Yeah, I thought that uh, he was going to return at the gauntlet. Oh, and the, the, the only reason why I thought that is because where I was standing, I could like kind of see boots under the, the curtain. And I thought I saw somebody with duct tape on their boots. <laughs> um. I thought about it before the show, but I failed to mention it on the preview because I think I, it, it hit me afterwards. I'm like, ooh, like this would be a great place for Donce to come back, even if it's just like a one-off or maybe he, he has a match at Absolution afterwards. But yeah, it's, 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 it's been a while for him. Yeah, I feel like the rap show always plays really well into Donst also. But Manders and uh, Broner, it's going to be a good one. I think... When everything's said and done for 2022, Broner is going to be a candidate for AIW Wrestler of the Year. I don't know if he'll win, because I got to figure, at least at this point, you're probably going to have Bishop up there. Might even have Cardona, but definitely Bishop. So then it's like, who you pick in Bishop versus Broner, and that comes down to the voter. But there is, there's no reason why he shouldn't be on that ballot. And the way I do the ballot is... I ask for nominations, and then I take the top four nominations. So, Broner's the one that's getting all those, you know, the big matches right now. So I think that 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 definitely plays into him being wrestler of the year for AIW. Big matches, but no titles yet. Not yet. Yet, yes. Broner versus Manders. Who do you got? Oh, this is uh, wrestling cheers where we pick Isaiah Broner. Yeah, we, we, we normally pick Isaiah Broner, but I, I think I did openly pick uh, Minoru Suzuki and Eddie Kingston. I'm pretty sure you did. But this won't be one of those times. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, picking, I'm picking my boy Broner. You got to. 
All right, now on to the main event in the only other match <laughs> that's announced as of this recording. I love these matches, but unfortunately, we're only getting one of them and not two like we should. I think it's safe to say that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's safe to say that. Joshua Bishop in a pick your poison match versus Matt Cardona's pick. So the question before we get into who wins, who the fuck's the pick? Because I'll say this, because with this being the first match that was announced, I was like, do you know who I really like it to be? Broner. But Broner now has a match. So we we at least have uh, a list to go off of people who aren't booked on this show that are normally on AIW. But then there's also the surprises. This could be, not saying it is, or who I think it's going to be, like, it could be Brian Myers. But we've already seen that match, so I definitely don't think it's that one. Yeah, yep. It could be Heath. God, would I love that one. But I don't know if it's going to be Heath. After that, I kind of struggle. There's 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 names that I have in mind, but I'm, I don't know how confident I am on them. How, uh, where are you looking at right now? So it's it, It's been really hard for me to really think of anybody that makes sense. You know, you have, you know, Derek is not booked. Dom isn't booked. But out of those two, it's kind of like, all right, well, I can see Derek possibly, especially with the way that the gauntlet ended. This being no roles, Derek and Josh be a great match. Um, I just, yeah, I, I, I feel like right now Derek is kind of like my top pick for who it could be. I really hope they don't announce a Derek match tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, they probably will. Watch, it's going to be like Derek versus Danny Doring that gets announced tomorrow. <laughs> um, I did have one idea in mind, and I feel like it's a match we haven't seen and a match I would kind of like to see. And it would make sense that this is would be who Cardona picks, because that's also the thing I think of. You're Cardona. Who are you picking? I think there's a good possibility he could pick EC3. Could, can you imagine EC3 and Josh Bishop face-to-face in the middle of the Odeon? No, I, I don't really want to imagine it. <laughs> Listen, it's not wanting to imagine it, but trying to like figure like what could potentially happen. And EC3 well, kind of I mean, makes what sense. Could, what, what could potentially happen is Josh Bishop could control his narrative and <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I don't know if that's one that I would really. I mean, I, I like I get I get where you're coming from, but I just don't know if that's one that I would want. I'm selfish, you know. It's all about me. Sometimes when I pick, it's not necessarily about who I want. I just try to like think what could happen, and I think EC3 makes sense. I it's one of the things I'm not super confident on, but visually in my head, Bishop and EC3 would look. Would look really cool. It would, yeah. And you could. I think that. I think that seeing Josh with somebody like EC3 just, you know, puts it into people's mind even more that Josh should be, you know, under a contract somewhere. Mm-hmm. He ma- he matches up with those guys so well. And then um, you also kind of have a old school AIW versus new school AIW. Uh, yeah. Cleveland versus. Akron Canton, like, yeah. There's like some stories that could be played with on commentary. Obviously, not nothing sure. be like talked about like in the match among fans, but like you know there there's an element there. But I, it's still something I'm not like confident on. I do, I do. Yeah. Th- well, I, I think this is going to be a a surprising pick with this being the main event. It's not just like a random pick your poison match. So it's kind of why I don't think it would be Derek. Well, you know, you got to think. Too, you've got Toy Hio on Saturday. Could be Ethan Page. Could be Killer Cross. I don't know. You know, why not have those guys as as a surprise? I'm not sure with Ethan Page only because I don't know if um, AEW talents allowed to work shows on Friday, even if Rampage is taped ahead of time, or whether or whether um, they're even on the show. There might be a thing of like, nah, like no Friday bookings. I could be wrong. But that's kind of like my my guess on the matter. But Killer Cross isn't an AEW wrestler. Ooh, I guess I think that one was interesting. Because <laughs> really, really, if you look at if you would consider like the Toy Hio guess as being possibilities, 
the first thing you do is take out all the AEW wrestlers. Well, that's most of them. And literally you're left with fucking Karrion Cross, Killer Cross, and uh, Sandow. And Charlie Haas. Oh, Charlie Haas. I was going off of uh, the one flyer. So Charlie Haas isn't on that flyer, but I don't think it's Charlie Haas, but fucking Killer Cross. That would be a good one. Could be. Yeah. And Ed won't be at the show, so he'll be really upset. Oh, no, he he is going to be there now. Okay, he's going to be there now, okay. Yeah. He changes yeah, his mind all the time. Well, he didn't have somebody to uh, to watch uh, Pup Van Dam, but I think he got somebody to, to watch the dog now. The, do- the dog's older now, so shouldn't it be Pod Van Dog? I don't know. Are we just- I-, I still like, like Pup-, Pup Van Dam. I like the idea that someone threw out, like, as a puppy, he'll be Pup Van Dam, but when he gets older... He's Pod Van Dog. Yeah. I have a feeling Pop Van Dam is just the thing that's sticking, and no one wants to yeah. move off that. I mean, he also has the coolest fucking name in the world, too. Doyle is such a cool name. <laughs> I named my dog Zool. I stick by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, you got a good one, too. This is, like, a hard one to pick, just because we don't know who is Josh's opponent, but I, I don't know why I would think that Bishop is walking away with a loss before heading into Absolution, which, whether it'll happen this week at this show, at Absolution, between Absolution, whatever of what's going on with Bishop at Absolution. Who's his opponent? What's going on with the titles? That is something that Thorne's been very quiet on, so we'll we'll see how shit goes. So, I'm picking Bishop. Yeah, it's always thumbs up for Bishop for me. So it's two thumbs up for Bishop. He is there. Before. Yeah. I was saying like two of us. But yeah. Yeah, but I got two thumbs. So yeah, the, that's that's it. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Uh, same shit as always, man. Uh, smoking underscore J's BBQ on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Facebook.com slash smoking J's catering. Uh, Saturday, I'm at Toy Ohio, um, and again, we are set up at a different area than what we normally are at Toy Ohio. Um, but your special guests are Dan Housen, the acclaimed Ethan Page, Damian Sandow, Smart Mark Sterling, Charlie Haas, uh, Carrie and Cross, Killer Cross, whatever, and Scarlet Bordeaux. Um, Early Bird gets in at 10. And then the general admission gets in at 11. Uh, it runs until 4 o'clock. It's $5 to get in. Uh, come hang out, buy some cool stuff, and say hi to me. That's, that's all I got. Thanks for having me on again, man. Before I get into the normal closing plugs, something that I alluded to last week was kind of spilt on the AIW podcast. Uh, I won't go into full details, but yes, Wrestling Cheers is going to have a live podcast at the geek fest uh i have an idea in mind of what i want to do i also have a backup option i will say the backup option is an interview but my main option is something that i have never done here on the podcast uh it's an episode format that i've had in mind for literally years but have yet to pull the trigger on it. And because it's going to be a live podcast, I get to expand it a little bit. I just got to find out who all is going to be there and we'll, we'll go from there. Um, yeah, I was presented with this opportunity and I don't like saying no to certain opportunities. So yeah. So it'll be us at odds with wrestling pod van dam and then obviously the card is going to change i don't know schedule i don't know like are we all going to be at once or is it going to be like one area and we just like alternate between shows in a lineup type thing or 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 what but i did realize great if my episode becomes an actual episode and pod van dam's episode becomes a real episode i have to edit two of these motherfuckers great but I probably shouldn't say it here, but I'm going to say it anyway. My goal is for that episode to be episode 300. If you do the math, I'm short a couple weeks. So I need to try to do some bonus episodes. 
So that's kind of my commitment between now and then. So like the next month and a half. So yeah, of course you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we no longer have a merch store anywhere. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, wrestling cheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Power Bomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, at Odds with Wrestling, Marks with Mikes, X Over Podcast, This Ends at Prom, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Heart of Gold, Toy Ohio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and remember you can use promo code CHEERS for a discount on your order. JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're Ice Cube. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet, brightening in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio, finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh, so we cheers. And then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max, signing off Ohio, Good night. the world, Good night. We love you, we'll see you next week